Okay, we are in Sefer Yoel, Perik Beis, Pasuk Yud Aleph, Hashem no San Kolo Lifnei And so, of course, up till now, the first Perik and a half of Yoel has entirely been consumed, pun intended, by locusts. We have seen that there was a terrible four-year plague of locusts, followed by three years of famine, which was a very logical result because these locusts consumed every bit of vegetation, grain, wheat, fruit. So there was literally no food. And we said at the time, of course, that what made this so severe was it was each year of those four years, it was followed by another swarm of locusts, more devastating than the one before. There was the Arbe, the Chelek, the um, Chasil, and the um, uh, Gozen. And each one had a function that would destroy beyond what the other had destroyed. One consumed, one ate entirely, one just destroyed from the bottom up. But now in Yudalov, Pasuk Yudalov, we're going to see a completely different side of the Navi. And that is his amazing ability to prophesy in terms of tshuva, repentance, and nechama, consolation. In fact, so well does he integrate it that Mephoshim is divided here as to when does he make this prophecy? Has the locusts begun their play? Is it in the middle? Is it in the end? And his message is so simple as to be profound in tshuva, that it is never too late. You can do the tshuva after, before, in the middle the Kaddish Baruch Hu will accept your tshuva. And indeed, the Gemara tells us that the sword can be at your neck and it's not too late to do tshuva. And again, so eloquent is this nevuah that consider Yoel is only for prakim, but this particular part of Perek Beis is used as the Haftorah, or really part of the Haftorah, for uh, Shabbos Shuvah between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. That's how powerful a Shuvah message uh, he delivers. So let's, let's just start. Yud Aleph. Vashem nosan kolo lefnei And the Kaddish Baruch Hu gave his voice before his troops. And the chelo here, if you're determining that the shot is still the locusts, as many Meforshim do, that he is giving the order to this vast army of locusts, to Rav Ma'od Machanehu, his troops, as it were, are very many, Kiyotsum, they are mighty, Osed they fulfill his commands, Ki Gadol Yom Hashem, because the day of the Kaddish Baruch Hu is great, it is awesome. Who can stand before it? Should point out the Abarbanel has a different shot here. The Abarbanel doesn't view it as locusts literally. That what this is referring to the four nations that conquer and devastate B'nai Israel, so specifically um, Bavel, 
followed by Persia, followed by Greece, followed by Rome, which we're still living through <coughs> today. <coughs> Malbin. What about Ashur? No. Oh, you're talking about um, exile of the whole neighborhood. They removed the whole population, which Ashur did. But no, he starts it with Bovel, where they are taken out of the land, the temple destroyed. Um, Because what did did Persia do? How does Persia get into that group? Because they predominated, it's a good question, they predominated over the exile. In other words, they conquer Bovel and take over the exile, etc. And remember, there were Jews there. It it lasted in what was now Iraq for 900 years. Um, So, it is a mighty (coughs) army. I was going to say the Arbit Avonel views it as this metaphor for the four nations. The Malbin, when it says Yom Hashem, it means the destruction of the Beis Hamikdash the first time, and the second time is Rome, refers to that. But basically, most of the Mephorshim view this, take it as literal. the fact that there are just devastating locusts. The Gamatana Mashem, and even now, the Kaddish Baruch Hu says, um, as the Radak says, Imlotashuv uh, Nebo, Animas Hirbachem, Achare Shetashuvu. You can do it now. And that's what the Navi is saying, Gamata. At this moment, Numashem, Shuvu, return or die to me, with all your hearts, and use every device you can to return. Ubitzom, fasting, ubibichi, wailing, ubimisbod, again crying out and speaking out to the Kaddish Baruchu. Bekiru levavchem ba'al bidechem. Interesting point. Tear your hearts with tshuva, not your clothes. It's very easy to tear your clothes. You do this exaggerated public mourning. Save the fancy gestures. Let it come as a, as a cry from the heart. V'shuvu el Hashem Elohechem. Return to your Kaddish Baruch Hu. Ki chanun He is merciful. He is compassionate. Erech Again, he will take pity. V'rav chesed. He will bestow chesed. V'nicham al And he will requite, as it were, the evil. He will forgive the, the uh, terrible things that you have done. Who knows? We know that they did terrible sins. You can return. You will be forgiven. And what will be left for you returning, you will have a blessing from it. You will have the ingredients for the mincha, the korban mincha, and the nesech, the wine libation. So you remember, we were told that you were, because of the complete devastation to food, there's no flour to do the mincha, there's no nesech to do the wine, and so therefore those avodos in the Beis Hamikdash would stop, kohanim would have no source of income. Now they're saying it will be returned to you. You will have again the bracha. Once you do tshuva, continues the Navi. Tiku shofar betzion, sound the shofar betzion, kitchut psalm, 
dedicate a fast, kiru atzara, call for an assembly. These were all the things we did when the Kaddish Baruch Hu was withholding rain, we learn in Masechtetanis. Isfu'am, gather the nation, kitshu call, sanctify the people, kitshu zikainim, gather the elders, isfu'ololim, the pregnant women, the yonke shadayim, the infants, who are nursing, call them, convoke them together, Yetzei chasa michedro, v'chala kala michupaso. Let the groom come out from his room and let the kala come out from her chuppah. We know the chasa and kala are secluded. They are within, they are into themselves. They stay within your canopy. Uh, no, let them come out and of course, the Mephoshim say this is a metaphor. The chassan is, bring the Sefer Torah out from the Ark, um, and, and the, um, the Kala would, would signify uh, the Ark, the Aron. Bring the Aron out, spare nothing. Everyone must come from infants to, to the Zakanim. Uh, in between the ulam and the mizbeach, yivku, cry out. The reason they say is one is not permitted to really cry uh, inside the ulam. So let the kohanim wail, Hashem, those who serve the Kaddish Baruch Hu, the Yomru, and let them say, Chusa Hashem Mecha, take pity on your nation, don't make your nation like a humiliation to the Gayim who see this total devastation and they say, why should they say in the nations of the world, they say, where is their God? This God that protects Israel. They are like so devastated, so without any resources. It's a busha. Hashem so when the Kaddish Baruch who will feel zealous for his nation, and take pity on them. Hashem the Kaddish Baruch who will say to his nation, now I am going to give you the wine, the hatiros, I'm sorry, Dagon is the grain, Hatirosh is wine, Hayitzar, the oil, Uspatem also. Now, not only am I going to take away the famine, if you do this tshuva and come back, I will satiate you. You will have an abundance of wealth and food. Below attain is from old Herkobagoyim. And this absence of food, this devastation, which has been such a source of humiliation, I will take away from them. They cannot say anymore, where is their God? Um, the, and interestingly, the um, Gemara in Tanis tells us that the Kodesh Baruch Hu, normally planting is done before Nisan, and the harvest is done in Nisan, so you'll be on time for the Omer when you bring the carbon Pesach. The Kodesh Baruch Hu did an amazing miracle here in this year. The planting was in Nisan, the harvesting was accelerated such that in 10 days you had a full crop ready to be harvested so you could do both the Omer and the Korban Pesach. Ves 
The tzoni is what comes from the north, so you can take whatever pshat you want. If you're saying the locusts, the locusts we know came out of the north, so did the enemies, Bavel, Ashur. I will distance from you the I will take them from the land they will front those that came where they fronted the uh, eastern side which would be like the uh, Kineret, the Dead Sea and where their back would be to the east would be the Mediterranean that will be the Mediterranean. There will be a terrible stench. It will be the stench from either dead locusts or the locusts themselves. And this malodorous stench will rise up and disappear because they did. They made so much damage and destruction. And don't fear, the land I will make a source of joy and simcha. Who is vowed to restore it all. You will be once a great economic uh, power and wealth. As to the huts. In the field, Kidashu, I will raise with grass, with verdant grass again, the Osmid bar. In the desert itself, it will flower. Ki eats no sop, the tree will give of its fruit, teina, uh, figs, the gefen, nosno chelom, they will be given with abundance. In other words, when you do the tshuva, not only does the devastation stop, but I will convert you literally overnight yeah, into a wealth. Yes. Is this a conditional prophecy? Like, does, is it going to happen, or is it only going to happen if B'nai Yisrael does tshuva? It would seem that one here we're talking about, yeah, you got to do the tshuva, but this is going to continue. In other words, we're even hoping, stop it now. It's in the middle. So say you got four years of locusts, you're going to have three years of famine. I will stop it. Just do tshuva. We do believe, however, that in the end of days, there's a fixed time where beyond which if they did not do tshuva, the Mashiach will still come that the Kaddish Baruch has a set designated time, Kavayachol in his mind, where even if they don't do tshuva, there will be the Mashiach. But here, yeah, precondition would be tshuva. Um, the Uvnei Tzion, Pasach of Kimmel, Uvnei Tzion, Gilu, Besimchu Bashem, they will rejoice in Hashem. Eloheichem, Kinosam Lachem, Es he gave them the teachers or we're not sure what that is. It could be the Nevi'im or Morris, some say it could even be the locusts were the teacher here and they taught them a lesson of what happens when you don't follow the Kaddish Baruch Let's stock up to do righteousness. The Geshem Mora could also be a form of rain, as we're going to see, a very strong rain. Mora, rain, Umalkos, Barishon, a strong Barishon. Barishon, as we said, in the first month, you are going to have the planting, the sowing, the harvest, all within the first part of Nisan, which is certainly miraculous. 
Umolu Hagronos Bar and the um, granaries will be filled that very month with, with wheat and barley. They shiku hayikavim. The wineries will be filled with tiros, the yitzar, and oil. And I will make up to you those years in which the arbe, those were the abundant locusts, um, the halek were the ones that chewed the food. The hechasil will demolish, they demolish the whole thing. And the most fierce of all was agozem that were cut. That means cutting. They will be gone as if they never happened, and I will restore everything they damaged. You will eat to satiation from total famine and devastation. You will go literally overnight to being satiated. You will praise the name of the Kaddish Baruch who has done to you I will do for you such wonders you will never be humiliated in other words we can take this as a promise that this will never occur again something like this you will know I dwell in the midst of Israel I am your God there is no other this is a promise for eternity you will not be embarrassed or humiliated where nations challenge the fact where is your God for eternity so up to this point we've seen what a beautiful Nebuah tomorrow we will continue in Mirza Hashem where Yoel does further prophesy peace and Nebuah and consolation 8.45 a.m. you will not want to miss this Ad Khan